Yo, what is good, Seas fans? It's Nathan here, aka the Boston Brit. Just before we hop into the pod, me and Tom have been advised by Carol from PR that, you know, this pod may contain some cheeky language. So we kind of have to tell you that before you jump in. So if you're sensitive, well, it's probably best you missed the pod. But anyway, let's jump straight into it. Welcome to That UK Celtics Podcast. Tatum drives George right there. Tatum gets a wide open look. people welcome to the first ever episode of that uk celtics podcast i'm your host tom wade you may know me as an nba writer you may know me as the host of the nba 2k uk fantasy league or you may know me as the guy on twitter that just never stops um like i said this is the that uk celtics podcast it is a celtics based podcast if you're wondering why i've got this up here you're going to find out very shortly but at this moment in time, I'd like to introduce to you my co-host, and that is Nath Monday, a.k.a. the Boston Brit. What's good, well, I'm good, man. I'm good, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm just trying to live life as best I can in this, in this time, you know. Yeah, 100%. Well, I mean, I reckon we should jump straight into our, in, into our yes. guest, man. Um, is- so, so this guest has, uh, has been a uh, Cardiff City player who I actually support uh, since 2012. You know, I've gone through the highs. I've gone through the lows of him um, as a fan, obviously. And uh, yeah, I mean, he has been a great servant to the club. And it's really, really awesome that we have him on our pod. So without further ado, uh, Matt Connolly, how are you, Matt? I'm great, thanks. Thanks for having me on. No worries, no worries. No worries. Okay, so obviously, I mean, you, how are you coping with, with, with Rona season at the moment? Um, I know you're in um, but... Yeah, uh, it's tough for everybody, isn't it? Really, like, it's, you know, our main concern is getting fit or whatever for whenever the season starts again. But of course, there's people in way different situations and tougher than us. So um, it's been all right. We were given a date initially, like when we might be back in, so you start getting fit for that, and then it gets pushed back and back. So at the moment, it's difficult to gauge how hard to work and this time and. You know, because it's still going to be training before games start again, anyway. Yeah. So yeah, when 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 are you? Yeah. So when are you looking to come back? You're looking to come back this season, are you? Or is it going to be? Any yeah. Season? You know the. I don't know what football's going. To, what's going to happen with football? That's just up in the air at the moment. But you know, I, I think the plan is to try and get in towards the end of May and then train and carry on the games. But at the moment, you just don't really know what's going to happen, do you? Yeah, it's a crazy time. Like yeah. you, like. Matt, like, have you got like a certain schedule that you stick to when you're at home, like, and you and you work towards? And like, what's it what's it like for you personally, knowing coming off an injury, like you're obviously chomping at the bit to get back into playing, and you get like a date that you're given, and then all of a sudden, like, obviously it's out of our control, but then you get hit with a, oh, actually, stick to the same plan, but we're gonna have to do it for a, a certain amount of time again. Yeah, it's tough because we've been given programs and stuff to stick to, and. We've been doing that and then obviously then you said the date gets kicked back so then 
it's difficult do you take some time off and then carry on going again and things like that but I've got like a badminton net a goal post I've just got a basketball hoop in my garden as well so I'm just doing yeah. all kinds of stuff just you know yeah uh, keeping fit yeah, keeping fit so I mean yeah, like it, right. I think it'd be I think it'd be rude not to talk a little bit about your career since since, since you've come on I mean obviously I'm a Cardiff fan so um, like I said, I've been through the highs and the lows. I mean, like, what has been, what's been your highlight of, you know what I mean, of being a professional footballer? Because I understand, you know, like, in terms of some, you kind of got a similar um, limelight in terms of the some of the NBA players and just being a professional athlete. I mean, like, it's, that's crazy in itself. Um, I always wanted to be a footballer, to be fair, when I was younger. Never worked out. But anyway, I mean, like, what, what has been your career highlight so far? Um... The Cardiff promotion the first time round was it twelve thirteen that season? Yeah, it was yeah. I was there. Yeah. I ran onto the pitch. That was, I... that was a great season, man. I mean, we had such a good team, and I think then, like you know, your Instagrams and your Twitters and things weren't so big then, and like it was just a real solid dressing room, and everyone got on, and we all talked, we all played, we all met after training, or we all played darts at training, and yeah. it was just like everyone was just like solely then football and. You know, I mean, it's changed a bit now, but like that, those times are magnificent. I mean, yeah, it was awesome. I, I always remember driving up to the driving up to the game because I lived like two hours away from from Cardiff. Because basically, my my best friend he he moved to Caerphilly when I was younger, and I used to go visit him. And that's when I kind of became a Cardiff fan, really, because he used to take me to some of the games at Ninian. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I remember traveling to that game being hella nervous because all we needed was a draw out of it. I believe it yeah, was. Yeah, it was a draw. Um, yeah. Yeah, and um, it was. To be fair, it was such a tight game, and we got we got the draw in the end. But I mean, it was we were so far ahead anyway. We weren't going to screw that up, so it was just no, like a case of getting it done. But obviously, Cardiff had messed up so many times previously. When I was at QPR, and us and Cardiff were top and second for a lot of the season, mm. we went up. You lot fell behind and things, and that's just the way it goes, I guess. Yeah, yeah but yeah, I mean, it was it was awesome. It was awesome. I always remember running onto the pitch. I actually there's actually a video of me. I'll send it to you sometime. But it's actually me running onto the pitch and falling over. I, I completely forget that they, they, they wet the, you wet the grass so much, don't you? Yeah. And I ran straight on with with some like, night, normal night trainers and slipped straight on my back, and I just led there for like ten minutes. It was and worth, just led it was there. It. <laughs> it was awesome. no, that, was, that was a great time. That was. It was a shame yeah, was, we the Malky stuff, and we you know yeah. got relegated again. But yeah, that yeah. was tough. Like even from the outside looking in, that was tough. The Malky Mackay situation was tough, man. But I mean, like to be fair, the, the that that season was even though we even though we went down, it was it was pretty magical to be honest. Yeah, I think if he stayed, I think we would have we would have stayed up, in my opinion. A hundred, hundred percent. I think in between him leaving and then Ollie coming in, it was like a, it was too big a time. We lost a, a bit of ground then, and then yeah, then yeah. it's just tough from there on. Really. Like from a cut from from a not I'm a Cheltenham Town fan, so I can't really relate to you guys. The only thing I can relate is like <laughs> I'm an hour away from Cardiff, so you know. Yeah, that's yeah. The only thing. But like with the Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer thing, I think it was a bit like he is now at Manchester United. I think it just it was just the wrong it was the wrong fit, just just well, the wrong yeah. fit, and it wasn't it wasn't the right thing to do. And like obviously the whole Malky thing was just messy and it was horrible. But like I think that was the biggest downfall there. I, mean, I no, think yeah, so I'm many like, teams do it wrong though, like you get promoted and they think immediately, oh, we're going to spend a ton of money here, mm. um, or we'll sack the manager and then we'll, you know what I mean, and then um, yeah. 
you end up getting relegated or what have you. You've got a manager you don't really want anymore. You've got players who want to be in the Premier League who are stuck on huge contracts in the Championship. And then you end up just falling down. Like, you know, Fulham did it recently. The best example of doing it well is like Burnley. Like they went up and down a couple of times, but they kept the same team. Hmm. Then when they come down, they bought like Andre Gray for nine million or whatever. Who scored your goals, got you back up, and then they're established now. They're fine. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. But I mean, like that season, that season though, that season had some really nice highlights. I mean, like beating Man City. I was awesome. Uh, like, I, I sent, I sent yeah. you the video the other day, didn't I? I guess <laughs> that was just, such that's... a tough game that one. Man. That must have been crazy for you as well. That must have been crazy for you, Matt. Really, because like. It's, it's, you get two sides of it, don't you? You get the physically drained and you get the mentally drained because you're so... Oh, yeah, it was. It's like you're concentrating non-stop. Like, one mistake mm. and then they score. So it's like you are mentally shattered, but it was so hot that day as well. Yeah, well, yeah. I remember Bell, Bellas, Craig Bellamy played in front of me that day and Cliche was just running up and down and me and him were just... The thing is, you get, we went 1-0 down and I was thinking, crap, yeah. this could be four and <laughs> five here. Like, Where's it going to go? It, yeah. Honestly... One of the one of the best games I've I've witnessed, definitely. It was awesome. Yeah, that was probably the, the best atmosphere I've played in that game. I think. Yeah, it's awesome. Right, should we jump into some basketball chat? I feel yeah. like I feel like we need to do Why some basketball here? chat. Right, <laughs> <laughs> might, might as well. Right, yeah, I'll take this one. Um, Matt, obviously if you can't tell guys, for the guys that are watching, if you're listening, it'll probably be a bit harder. But as you can see from behind me, I've like I said earlier, it's a Celtics podcast. You know, you're thinking, why have you got that up there? But we'll get to that. Matt, first things first, like, why, why the NBA? What, what, what brought you to watching um, that's just so time zone long for us? Yeah, this is the thing. I, I, I was actually in Vegas. I think it was 12-13. And it was the Spurs Heat game finals. Yeah. And me and my pals were like, oh, you know, we chill before we go out. So we ended up watching the game. And from then on, like, it was just such a good game. From then mm-hmm. on, like, we were just like, we watched every game of that series. And I got back to England and I was like, right, I need to, you know, I'll buy the NBA season pass. So I bought that and then just started watching it religiously, like, non-stop. Yeah. Yeah. Just, like, how good is the season pass to, like, watch one game, it goes to timeout, you're like, oh, I'll quickly see what's going on in this game. Click on the next game and it's instant, like. You're then watching yeah, another game. It is good, it is good. Like, especially no other sport. Like, NFL does it similarly, but just to be online at like two in the morning, go, oh shit, time out. Boom, next game. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, it's, it's amazing because it never, it never used to be like that. I mean, I used to remember when I used to have to watch videos on YouTube in like 2005 to watch some of the Celtic stuff. Um, it, was, it, was, it was weird how you, you know, I mean, how the, how the games kind of just developed and it, how it got into a bigger stage. But it's crazy how you say that because you watch the Heat and the Spurs. But like Tom said, I mean, you've got Tom's got a Thunder jersey behind him. Um, I mean, what made you choose the Thunder? How come you didn't choose the Celtics? I feel like we're going to try and convert you in this. We're going to try and convert you in. Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook, man, he was just. Yeah. I just watched that. Like I watched a few Thunder games or what have you. Like I watch any games, even now. Like I'll log on at midnight when I should be sleeping. Really, I'll be like, oh, I'll just quickly watch that like, Hawks against somebody. I like watching Trey Young. So anyway, that season I first started watching, I was just like watching the Thunder and just the whole, like it's a small kind of area, you know, like no other sports things. The fans are like relentless there, like they love it. And I just saw Westbrook, Kevin Durant and I was like, oh, I'll go with them. You can't really argue, you can't really argue. People about hate Westbrook, but, but like people hate Westbrook or they disagree with how he plays or what have you, but 
you can never say shies away from taking a shot or he goes 100 yeah. miles per hour every single night. And like for 82 games, that's just incredible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I those like, games where you think, like, you, you know, they might play Kings away on a Tuesday night and you just be like, there's nothing really on the game. Like, he's 100 miles per hour, every rebound, every assist, yeah. every shoot. So, yeah. It's just fun. Yeah, like some ups and downs. But, it well, is, I yeah. Mean, and like, and like one thing, sorry, like one thing there for me, you just mentioned Westbrook. Like, exactly what you're saying, like, Westbrook's just so explosive. And, like, the season he won the MVP and he got he was averaging a triple-double. Like, a lot, a lot of people, like you say, a lot of people are like, they don't enjoy that side of basketball because he's just all stat, stat sheet, stat sheet. But the thing is, for me, and I don't know about you, but with Westbrook, I think, like, people are, are quite harsh on him because... Ev- the people that are criticising him and what he does, there'll be the same people that'll be loving what LeBron James does if he goes mm. and does the same thing every night. So it's a bit like, you know what I mean? You, yeah, I, you get a lot of the, the token gesture fans who are just, you know, Lakers will play on a Sunday night and then LeBron will do a great dunk or get a triple-double and then you get, oh, LeBron's yeah. a hero. They don't watch any of the other games or any of the other players. They're just like, that's LeBron. I didn't hate LeBron. LeBron's great, man. He can't criticize the guy. He's still going yeah. 35, 36. But, um, I mean, there, there are so many underrated players in the NBA anyway. I mean, like, you know, you've got those, for example, like a prime example, um, not, not of underrated, but I mean of like media hyped. Obviously, you've got LeBron. He is always media hyped. Um, Zion as well. Obviously, he's coming to the league and he is super media hyped. Um, I, I, I honestly believe Jan Morant is going to have a better career than Zion. I honestly believe My that. Thing, I think... I like I just can't understand the amount of pressure that was on Zion's first game like because obviously he's injured and stuff like the meat that everyone was watching that game and I I felt for him after three quarters because it wasn't really going his way then he hit a couple of threes and I was thinking like good for him it was crazy because I remember at the rookie at the rookie media event wasn't it where you had all all of the media were just interviewing the players and there was a there was a clip there was a there was a picture of um i can't remember who the other player was which kind of says speaks volumes doesn't it but every everyone from the media was on zion they were literally just on him and then he was just sat on his own with no one around him like it just goes to show that you know the the type of you're going to see what type of player he is because if if he can handle that and he can bottle that um then i i I mean he's going to be a great player don't get me wrong but i don't disagree with the jar moran comment because he's been great i don't really like i don't love memphis because i've always I don't know. I like Zach Randolph and them back in the day. <laughs> but imagine if imagine imagine if John Moran was on a roster that had some weapons. You know what I mean? Imagine him on on I don't know. I'm going to say it. Imagine if he was on the Celtics or something like that. <laughs> like, obviously, we've got Kemba. So we don't, we don't need Kemba, to worry. No, 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 no. Kemba is our no. guy. Kemba is no, our guy. Not for me. Not for me. No, Kemba's good, man. I like him. Yeah. And that's what yeah. I like about Kemba. And I'm not firing shots to, you know, but it, yeah. it's been a different, it's been a different Celtics this season. And that's exactly I like, yeah. I like watching the Celtics. Jason Tatum has been fantastic. Um, I mean, he, he's, 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 like, he's, he's passed, really stepped up to be fair. Yeah, he's passed expectations. I mean, even Jalen Brown, because like when I was on NBC at the start of the season, I said to Carlin Scal that, you know, uh, they asked me, um, well, who, who's going to have to step up this season? And I said, well, Jalen Brown, we've just paid him big money yeah you know I mean? we, we paid him a big contract to especially with his performances last season they were so up and down and the majority of them were quite poor but he's obviously yeah. coming to this season he's been incredible 
him, um, him, Jason, and um, you know, Gordon. I think it's Gordon's quite underrated. I mean, I, I love Gordon Hayward. He goes um, about his business quietly, doesn't he? Really, he like, does. He does. He's really quiet. Rebounds guy. and assists, and then he, he, he can light it up every now and then. But yeah, he's he's done well. The injury was so bad. I mean, yeah, I mean, that was really bad. That was I stayed up for that game, and I was like, "Oh, this is yeah. going to be a great opening night." That injury happened, and I kind of just went to bed because I was like. Yeah, it's not yeah. going to be the same game. The atmosphere of the whole thing just yeah. dropped. It was horrible. I mean, like, I've never oh, seen Celtic Twitter. Yeah. yeah, do you, you yeah. remember it, Tom? Yeah, because I mean, like, Celtic Twitter yeah. just went into meltdown and was like, that's it, our season's over. Wow. This kind of thing, because he was, you know, he come from Utah being an incredible, you know, he, he was incredible in Utah for, for the team that he had around him. So mm. him coming into us with Kyrie, um, and, you know, just having some weapons around him, we thought, on a happy. Do you like Kyrie or not? Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we have. I have got. To be fair, I mean, um, I've, got, I've got. I've still got his signed jersey on my wall because he signed it for me when they came to London. So I've. I've got to respect his game, but um, yeah. I mean, yeah, most most of us Boston fans. He he mm. ruined. He ruined what could have been a banner eighteen season. I think he ruined it. <laughs> it'd be, it'd be in, I was interested to see how him and KD would work, but. Yeah. Well, we, we never know. We, we might we might see that now. We might see that because yeah, um, KD, yeah, because yeah, KD might be coming back um, if the season. If the comes season back. started afresh, they could be up. They could be all right, you know, Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. Harris yeah, Levert's yeah. nice. Like, Dinwiddie's nice. Yeah. An interesting dynamic. It's an interesting dynamic between them two because I mean, Kyrie is a he's a diva. That is probably how you would describe him. I mean, he's he's a really yeah, odd character. Good. Like when I met him, when I met him, I spoke to him. He was really he was a nice guy, but he was just really odd. I mean, how he mm. is in terms of when he talks about the flat earth and all that nonsense, like he, yeah. he, he is that kind of like spiritual, he's, he's a bit, he's a bit odd, to, he's an intense character, that's what I'll say. Yeah. yeah. But that's the person he is, I suppose. But like, obviously moving away from that, I, I mean, I could speak about that guy all night long. And I, like I said, I, I respect his game, but I just don't respect him, like the, what he did. You don't come out in, the, in front of TD Garden, packed out TD Garden, say I'm staying, and then just disrupt the whole year. So we'll just move on from Kyrie. Turning <laughs> <laughs> it back to you though, Matt. Um, like, obviously, one of my, um, he's probably one of my unfavourite players ever to play for the Celtics. But for you as an OKC fan, like, Looking at like you've had some really good players and you've you have got some really good players now, you know, you like you've got Chris Paul, Shea Gilgis, Alexander, who could be a star. Like right like maybe like all time and maybe right now, but who who would you say is your, your personal favourite out like those like who's played for OKC? Um I don't like to say it, but Kevin Durant was just like he was so, so good, man. Like yeah. it was obviously shocking when he left because of who he went to. But like, I just thought him and Westbrook could have worked if he'd just taken the lead a bit more. Like, people say, oh, Westbrook, you know, took the shot too, like, down the back straight too much. But he, like, KD's got to demand that and just take over. Like, he's a better scorer, yeah. better shooter, everything like that. But ultimately, yeah, like, he was great. Like, he would score 50 regularly. Like, he, no one can stop that guy. No, do everything. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, like it's nine times out of ten, if you want one player, if, if you were to name three players, like you're you got championship on the line, last shot of the game, you're throwing Kevin Durant into that conversation. Yeah, I'm giving him the ball. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, Stephen Adams also. I really like Stephen Adams. I, I like. Partly yeah. because 
he just turns up in flip-flops and shorts and a vest and now he doesn't care. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, he just plays, he likes playing. And, um, his, his nickname for me, I mean, he's Mr. Consistent. Like, he, he'll always do a job for you, no matter what. Yeah. He'll always, he'll I think always people do thought shit. he would have stepped up more this season. He would have done a yeah. bit more this season. But I think Chris Paul's helping everybody. Yeah. Like, yeah I think a lot of people wrote the thunder off before the season started. But if you look at the pieces they've got, like you said, Shea, Dennis Schroeder off the bench, uh, you know, uh, Gallinari, yeah. Adams, uh, Noel. That's a good side. Like, there's points yeah. there, there's good defence as well. I was a bit gutted we got rid of Jeremy Grant at the time. Thought he was yeah, a good, good athlete role. and he can score yeah. as well. Good role player, uh, good, a good player a good that you can have on Yeah, good pick up for Denver, I thought. Um, mm. Yeah, peak thunder when they had like uh, Serge. Kendrick Perkins, Ross, KD. That was a good side. But I'm a huge well, Paul George. Paul George as well, man. That, that, that I, has I didn't mind the trade Ola Depot mm. and Sabonis. I like Sabonis as well, actually. But I didn't mind Sabonis the trade them two for Paul George. I think they had to try and do something to like, make a run for it. You need for the West. Really... Well, the West. The West is stacked now. So I mean, like you're yeah. gonna need you're gonna need some some weapons. I mean, like I was gonna yeah. say, like when you were talking about KD. I mean. Like when you had Katie, Russ, and Harden. I mean, imagine if they stayed together. I think when Harden won the MVP, I thought that was him at his peak. But now, like, it's just dribble, 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 step back three, dribble, 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 step back three. Like, it's, it's just a bit like. Push to the I don't enjoy And it's like Clint yeah. Capella, like, obviously, they traded him now, but at the time, it was like him grab a rebound threat for somebody, they shoot a three. Like, yeah. I just don't, I don't really like watching Houston anymore. No. I think Harden, like, Peak MVP, like he was great and he did a bit of everything, got assists and now but now like it's just the same move. Like it is unstoppable and it works. Yeah. He shot really badly from three this year, I think. Yeah, he had a really difficult start to the season to be fair. And like yeah. obviously with Russ now, Russ is Russ is there now at the Rockets and like, I think Russ carried him a fair bit at times. I, I'd say that too. They 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 sort of like especially through the first lot, fifteen games of the season, James Harden was shooting horrendous from behind the line and it was just like, wow, like has the impact of having a player like Russ come in to help him out really been too much for him? Yeah. I think like Russ just gave up on shooting threes and he drives to the basket, he gets a foul, gets a dunk, or he scores. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, like, so obviously you're a OKC fan. Um, I mean, do any of the other guys in the Cardiff locker room um, follow it's, the I'm NBA? I've always, had, I've always had one with me. Like, uh, Fabio at first. He supports Fabio. Charlotte Hornets. Charlotte okay. Hornets, I don't know, don't know why. <laughs> Probably because uh, of MK. Because of Kemba. Yeah, no, he loved him. He liked Kemba Walker and all them guys. And like, oh, no, it, might be the just, MJ, it might be the MJ thing. The MJ yeah. connection with them. Yeah. And then he obviously left, but now Junior Hoylet, Canadian, loves Toronto Raptors, but he also loves LeBron, so yeah. he stays up a lot and watches the games as well, so we always chat about it. I was going to say yeah. that, do you, guys, like, do you guys find yourself after training or whatever, or even, like, even when you're at home and you're a downtime, do you, do you talk to each other about the games and, and he, stuff like, like that? I will, I will be sitting there ready for a game to start at, say, mid midnight, and then I'll get a text from Junior, he's like, oh, what are you saying about the game tonight? And I'll be like, shit, you're still up. <laughs> I was injured. <laughs> I was injured, so I was like, oh, I'm going to stay up and watch games. I didn't really sleep, but I was just like, oh, I'll just stay up, because I don't oh, only got that, like, physio physio yeah. in the morning or what have you 
Yeah. And then he's obviously got training. Not got training. <laughs> 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 And the funny thing is, like, with Junior, like, he's probably, like you said, staying up late, but he's still, he's still one of the most explosive players on the pitch. Like, next no, day. he's a very good player. He's, a, he's an even better guy, to be fair. So, yeah. uh, I'm I gonna, remember, the, yeah. when the season finishes, uh, we were hoping Toronto got in the playoffs and we can go and watch them. Like, I'll go over there with him and that, but yeah, that's what happens. Well, that's what we'll, to be fair, we'll end up. Well, we'll end up doing a London um, NBA watch party at some point again. We we're supposed to have one. Um, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, definitely, you have to, you have to, go, you have to bring some of the guys down and and do that, and just, just sit with yeah, some of us sure. UK fans and just and just the UK throw, throw the down well. yeah. I mean, it, it's been amazing so since since I started my thing. Nice. Since I started my thing, I, I was like a year and a bit, a year and a half ago now. Um, as you mean, I didn't really know anyone, um, and the scene was. I mean, Tom could probably agree with this. The scene wasn't very, it wasn't very active, was it? Um, but now, I mean, within the year and the next half, yeah. half year and a half, it's, been, it's gone crazy. It's kind of blown up. Um, yeah. you know, loads Everyone's of got a, a UK fan page apart from like Utah. <laughs> 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 I don't know if they've got one now, actually. Do you know what, actually, when you say that, I was, I was looking on the NBA UK fans, shout out to those guys, they're doing some great things. I was looking at the NBA UK fans page on Twitter the other day, and there was actually a guy, and shout out to him, I don't know his name, he actually had a Darren Williams jazz top on, but I actually commented on a meme saying, they actually exist, they are alive. They were so boring like, a few years ago, they just defended and defended, and it was like, it yeah. killed Thunder in the playoffs as well. Well, I mean, yeah, it's like... I, um, yeah, well, I mean, like, it's like the, so this is, like, I understand from what I know anyway, that the most followed team apparently in the UK is the Orlando Magic. I find that crazy. Oh, Geraint and a few of them guys. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, all to do with Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. It's all, it's, all, it's, all, it's all blows and whistles, mate. It's all, it's all Disneyland. They, Paris, obviously, they won game one, didn't they, against Toronto, and then they just flopped. Yeah. Out, so. Yeah. What they always do. It's what they always do. They just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so obviously, Matt, like, like, like we were saying, you're OKC, but like you say, like earlier, you watch games and stuff. Like, do, do you find yourself secretly watching a certain other team, or is it just like general? Or do you actually look at other? Is there one other team aside from OKC you'd say? Do you know what? If I had to choose another team, this would be those. I think I'd go Portland. Yeah. Dame, My brother's Dame, a Dame, Dame's a joke, man. I was expecting yes. Boston. I was expecting Boston. Yeah. Come on, man. I was trying. <laughs> I just find myself watching Portland quite a bit. I, I like CJ yeah. as well. He's a smooth player. Um, yeah. And they're they always like... They very well, don't they? Yeah, they're high scoring as well. Like, there's a lot of scoring and stuff. I like them. Trey Young, Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. I don't think I really support them because they're terrible. But yeah. Trey's, oh, always a good, Trey's a good watch because he can just go off like instantly. Just just one of the most, like, as a young kid, like, one of the, he, like, he is going to be one of the best point guards that's been, because for me, he's just, he's got everything, you know, he can shoot the free, he's got the length. Passing is so good, man. Like, he, hasn't got, he hasn't got any game, he hasn't got any game on Daniel Tice, though, has he? No, he hasn't. Yeah. Not. <laughs> no, not Daniel Tice. Like, <laughs> they have John Collins as well, I like him from Atlanta. Yeah, yeah very good, nice. very good. They just got Clint Capella as well, so it'd be interesting, but, yeah, I, I don't think I, I don't think Clint will stay. I think Clint will move no. on though. Oh, he's not he's not going to yeah. stay in Atlanta. Like, he'll he'll be gone at the end of you know I mean in in the postseason definitely. I think. 
I think I'd go with Portland if I had to, even yeah. though Dane killed us last year as well. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. And I was actually not going to mention it. And I said to Nate earlier, can I mention it or will you go mad at me? You know what? I, exactly, I, I, no. it, I was um, like, um, I was yeah. watching that game and it was so late. It was like half four or something. It started at yeah. three, but half four or five, he nailed that shot. And I was just such in awe about the shot that I was just like, oh, it is wow. what it is. Yeah. And we were up by like 10 with about two minutes to go. I mean, it's, we ruined That's it. it. So. That's it. And it's actually... Uh, it's a year to this exact date that he hit that shot. I don't want to rub it in, you know, but <laughs> no, it was a year today. It was a year today. And it like, was a great shot. Wow. It was a great shot. But if he didn't make it, then it would have just been tie go to overtime. So realistically. Yeah. yeah. And my, bro- my brother's a Portland fan, so I'm sure he'll appreciate that. Shout out to my brother, Scott. Like, he's a Portland fan. And like, if I wasn't Celtic, I probably would. Like, I did an interview recently. I wanted I Portland... I was hoping Portland would get the eighth seed this year, but it doesn't. Look, I think Memphis will do. It. I don't know. It just like you said, it depends on what happens from here on out. It's a yeah. bit like your situation. Like the guys obviously don't know what the hell's going to yeah. go on. It, 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 it's it, we're in two different like two different parts of the world. It, it's just everything's just crazy. But I mean, do you think they'll finish it or not? Personally, I. I don't know. I think the longer it drags on, the more likely we are to look at a situation where we go straight into playoffs. But the problem yeah. is, if you do that, you're, like you just said there, Portland has still got a hope. Maybe it's slim, mm-hmm. but they've still got a hope of getting eight. So if they say, right, we'll call it as it is now, people are going to feel aggrieved. Like, a bit like, like with, the, with the Championship and the Premier League now, if they call both off, like what happens? Like, Leeds have been fighting for years to get in the Premier League. I love the fact that they probably wouldn't. No offence to anybody. <laughs> But, like, you know what I mean? So it's a bit like guys are fighting. There's so much on the line. And if they were to... I think the thing that the NBA has in its favour is it has more of a gap between the end of season to the start of the next season in football. So they have, what, 12 weeks or something before. Yeah, and the other other issue is as well, is that, you know, I was speaking to some of the guys at the Celtics and, like, the amount of money that each franchise is losing right now is ridiculous like they are losing so much money because you know most most like most people don't understand the amount of money that's in the nba it's absolutely astronomical so and they could also yeah. shorten next season as well exactly yeah, so i think i think i think that's one thing they could do which is what they've been pushing for for years to reduce the length of the season so maybe that's the trial there and then we might i'm not sure i want the, i'm not sure i want the reduction of games i understand it because there's a lot of games that don't mean anything but they yeah, might do something cool. different with the playoffs, though, because they, 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 I know they were on about for ages, changing the, the playoff setup um, and just messing around a bit. But I don't know whether this is probably the best time for them to kind of start yeah. looking at doing something with it. I mean, it's just... Because they were going to do something like the Summer League, weren't they? They were going to yeah, do like well, the Summer League. Um, but I honestly believe that they'll, they'll play the games. Um, I don't think... Mm. I. Well, Thing is, they won't want to play them behind closed doors because they're losing revenue anyway. But I think what uh, they're behind they'll closed get... doors for basketball will be terrible. I think for yeah. all, yeah. you can get away with it, but the crowd makes basketball so much better. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. I went to the NBA London game actually, and obviously it was the Knicks and the Wizards, the last one, and it was just insane of how like I get it because there's nobody in the arena. But you get the Knicks fans and stuff like that, but it's not like the local guys that go week in week out. It was a yeah. bit like the whole, like you watch it on the telly and you're like, wow, the atmosphere was great. But that's because it's all speakers and stuff like that. 
I just feel if they try and generate that without having fans there, it's just not going to be the same. You go to London and it's just like, I don't think half the people know what's going on. No, I think, well, the the atmosphere... So many touts just buy tickets and then just sell them on, like... Yeah, of course they do. They take advantage of it, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, so have you you been to an OKC game yet, or...? Yeah, I went to, they played a pre-season game in Manchester, like, probably six or seven years ago. I can't even remember who it was against, but I went to watch that. Mm. Um, I've been to the Boston-Philly game in London. That was a good game. That was an awesome game, no, nah, but as soon as I, obviously the, my career will end soon, I'm 32, 33, and then yeah. my aim is to then travel, I'll go east and watch three or four games in different cities, then go yeah. west, watch three or four, and I'll just go and watch as much as I can. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That would okay, well, be kind of cool, to be fair. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, I mean, I, something that I've always wanted to do is just travel, travel across yeah. them, or obviously go watch the Celtics, but just travel with them. Go see a few games, yeah. and I think the Celtics, the, the atmosphere at the Celtics looks the best. I mean, I've got, it's, honestly, it's nothing that you'll ever experience, man. Honestly, if you ever get a chance to go watch like OKC in Boston at TD, hundred percent do yeah. it. I mean, it is it is a crazy yeah. atmosphere. The fans are fun as well. The fans are a good laugh, even if you're the away team. Um, they'll still they'll still um, they'll still chew your head off a little bit. But I mean, yeah. they are great. They're great. They're great fans. They're funny. <laughs> they are funny people. Yeah, they look hardcore. Yeah. Boston. Yeah, they, they definitely are. They definitely are. Yeah. And that's again, like you just touched there. That's a nice thing about the sport as well. Like, like Matt yourself being a, a Thunder fan, we're Celtics fans. I know Magic fans. I know I know Bulls fans. Like the general thing around it all is, it's not one bad thing. Everybody respects everybody because it's like we all love a game, and that's the one thing I will admit. Like it's different from any other sport. Yeah. Yeah, you can see like, that, yeah. It's not like when you see the players on Instagram and stuff, the Insta story yeah. and each other, like, and you see, like, for example, Isaiah Thomas or um, Jamal Crawford, them guys haven't been in the league. Well, for Isaiah Thomas, not so much recently, but obviously Jamal Crawford's been gone for a season or whatever. They're, like, desperate to play again. All the players yeah. who now can't play because of coronavirus want to play. Like, you can mm. see how much them guys love it. Yeah. Well, we, 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 I think I'd happily take IT back into Boston. I mean, we need some scoring off the bench. I mean, Brad Wanamaker, oh, Brad Wanamaker <laughs> with his free throws aren't doing it for me at the moment. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying think... on IT, but I ain't got nowhere yet, I've got to be honest. Do you think <laughs> IT will come back in the league or not? Yeah, I think he'll he will. Back. I think he will. I mean, yeah. I, I he'll, he'll end up somewhere, but I don't know whether... I mean, I think there's too many bridges oh. burnt with us. Um, do you mean I fully respect like that you know he loves the fans but would he want to play for our organisation again probably not um, and I understand his reasons but I mean like he'd probably end up at somewhere I don't know he might end up at Atlanta he might end up somewhere where you know he's very useful he'll get loads of minutes um, and he can just kind of run out his career I think I think that's probably where IT's going um, yeah. I reckon I'm I reckon surprised I- nobody picked up Jamal Crawford because he's scores for fun man Still a shooter, like that's what I love, man. It's so different from like your footballers, and like those guys are just like they can like look at the bronze, like you said about earlier, like the bronze. Those guys just age, and they just don't seem to ever drop off. It's just crazy. Like, guys like Jamal Crawford. That's my other, one of my other favorite players, Lou Williams. Lou Williams, oh, Lou Williams. best sixth man ever. <laughs> just I mean, happy I mean, being sixth man comes on, scores, sits back down, comes on, scores. Him and Montrez have got it going on to be fair. 
Well, yeah. if I if I had to choose, if I had to choose a player outside the Celtics organization, who, you know, I like, you know, I mean, who I you know I respect and I like, it's probably Derek Rose. I mean, think about his career. Um, yeah. You know, the way he's come back, he, he kind of went out and come back. All of the stuff he's gone through. I mean, I saw his documentary. I watched it again the other day where there was a clip of, you know, where he was having an interview and he got the phone call saying that he was getting traded away from Chicago. Um, and he just burst into tears. It just goes to show what kind of like guy he is, what yeah, kind of athlete he is. Yeah, man, he's, 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 he's an awesome guy, awesome player. I mean, like I'd, I would have loved to have had him on the Celtics at some point. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he, he's. Awesome. Oh, shame, man. Yeah, man, hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, like, obviously, that's going to swiftly move on to our next question for you, Matt. I mean, like, who, like, what, what, what has been your favorite OKC kind of memory? Do you know what I mean? What has been like? Has anything stood out to you where you've gone? Yeah, you know what? Like, I'm going to remember that for years to come. It's tough because so many games that have been like highlight or like like huge games, we've ended up losing. Like, you know when Curry <laughs> drilled that long free, like... Bang, yeah, I remember bang. that. I remember that. <laughs> Lillard. And yeah. then playoff games, we normally get stung as well. Like, you know, like, when we were beating the Warriors 3-1, like, them three games were, like, I was sitting there thinking, oh, I've done this here. Like, yeah. Stephen Adams was, like, rocketing passes and that. Like, Robertson was <laughs> nailing threes, and I was thinking, like, this is it. Like, we've done it here. Yeah. And just, like... And then it just falls to pieces, which has obviously been a shame. Yeah, over, I the, last few, you know, over the last few years, I've like, not had much. Like, obviously, the Portland in the playoffs, we are 4 0 up in the regular season, 4 0. You'd think to beat them, got battered 4 2. Um, That's a shame. Playoff basketball is different. Yeah, Utah beat us quite comfortably yeah. as well. We were 25 down in one game and come back. But I think yeah. like, that run, the run when we were. Um, three one up against the Warriors because we beat the Spurs before that. They were good games. Three one up against the Warriors, and then Clay just taught us a lesson. Yeah, so well, a I mean, lot like, of games, a lot of games I love, but they didn't really lead to much. I just wanted to touch you. We obviously we spoke about Derek Rose there getting injured. Like we haven't somebody we haven't mentioned, and I I believe he's one of the best players on the OKC roster in terms of your defense. Like Andre Rob Robertson, like. Like you gotta think he was missing he's been missing a hell of a lot for your team. I know, like, yes, he's yeah. a role player, like talking like how Derek Rose is a player that you'd like. He's a he's a player that I get you'd probably like to probably just like, you know, like strengthen yourself a little bit. Yeah, he uh he's almost forgotten about really, isn't he? Like, you know, yeah. everyone talks about other players who are injured or bad injuries. Because he's been so long that like, nobody really talks about him. I think he was a big miss, like especially when we had Paul George, Westbrook, yeah. and that team. Because imagine him and Paul George defending, yeah, obviously yeah. Stephen Adams then as well. We would have actually been much better defensively against Portland, and maybe probably would have won the series. But yeah, so, I mean, um, things could have been different. Didn't have yeah. Him. Um, but yeah, he's a huge miss. It's a shame he just couldn't really shoot threes because in some games people were just leaving him open. Yeah, they exactly. were giving it to him and he just wouldn't hit him. But when he did hit him, he was on fire in a few games. I just always remember Dame's face. Dame's face is going to be iconic for a long time. <laughs> the greatest, yeah, the greatest well. meme. The greatest yeah, meme you know, of all time. 
Him and Westbrook go at each other and stuff, but they follow each other on Instagram. They're, they're yeah. obviously friends. Like it's, it's, I like the way they're competitive. Yeah. It looks like they hate each other, but they clearly obviously like each other and they respect how each other plays. And stuff. Massively. they got mad respect for each other, haven't they? I suppose it's, it's terrible. I think they high-fived after one Houston game v Portland this year. Or they hugged at the end of the game. Yeah, I think there's Russ always... scored 40 and Dame scored 50 or whatever, but... Yeah, there's always a respect there between those guys. And that's what I love about it as well. Like we said about the fans with the respect, the players are exactly the same. And, that, yeah. and that's what's good. But they signed... Even Joel Embiid and, and Towns had a little scuffle, didn't they? Yeah. And yeah. then Embiid tweeted about Towns. Mom. His mum's obviously got ill and then passed away. But yeah. you can see yeah. on court they want to win and then afterwards it's all right. Oh, yeah. it's, different with, it's different with Marcus and Joel, isn't it? Marcus has pushed yeah. him, hates him. <laughs> yeah. I love Marcus Smart, man. Give me Marcus Smart on any team. Yeah, oh, that, that was literally that was going to be my next question. That was going to be my next question. Like, if you could take if you could take one Celtics player and put him on the OKC Thunder today, who would you take? Of course, obviously Tatum is probably going to be my pick. But Marcus Smart, yeah. man, I always liked him. He can obviously knock down threes, puts his body on the line, defends hard, plays hard. Oh, I like yeah. Marcus Smart. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's, to be fair, I mean, yeah. Well, Marcus, to be fair, Marcus is my favourite player. Um, he, yeah, I mean, he's he's a different he's a different beast. He was so he's so he's so underrated as well um, in a lot of ways. But I mean, he kind of made a name for himself this this season with his eleven threes in in one game, which is a Celtics. He's like a ten times better version of Pat Beverly, really, isn't it? Uh, yeah, he's an annoying yeah. player for other teams, but. <laughs> He's great and like, he can score as well. Pat I do Beverly, like that. He is I a like very, very annoying character, to be fair. <laughs> like, I don't know about you. Like, I, I watched the 2K. I don't know if you watched the 2K thing that the guys did. Oh, I saw some highlights of that, yeah. yeah. But Pat Beverly. Just stormed off at the end, didn't he? Yeah, just no chill. The guy is just <laughs> flat out just crazy, but I love that. He, he is, he is a good uh, guy. I like him. Like, he gets in people's faces and that. Uh, oh, he did some bad stuff when he chopped at Ross when it was a timeout and things. I didn't really yeah. enjoy it. But, um, you know, he annoys people. He puts you off your game. And if he's on your team, you love that. But if he's against you, you think, oh, what an idiot and stuff. I like him, Bida. I like that, you know, I, people don't like to lose. That's fine. But the way he cried when they lost the Raptors, like, it's not acceptable. So I, I, personally, personally, that was a highlight of my year. Like, I got engaged <laughs> that year as well. I got engaged go, that go, year. <laughs> go in the locker room and cry. Like, don't walk, like, don't cry in front of all the cameras. Like, I, I, get it. You, I get it, you want to win badly. And that Kawhi shot was also a highlight of my life as well. That was insane. That was probably that one was, of the best shots of life. How can I bounce in the room that many times then wait a little bit? Everyone's yeah. like this. I mean, I mean, literally, everyone in the crowd was just like bobbing up and down. Like, it, was, it was ridiculous. It was like that happy Gilmore thing where the ball was like going side to side. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. It was exactly that. You know what? It was actually a happy Gilmore moment to be found. Yeah. That one. It was so good. Even, even Kawhi was happy about that. Showed some emotion. Um, obviously, South's podcast, OKC Thunder fan. Is there, like, I tried to think earlier, and I don't really, because it's a West and East thing. It's not like without going too depth into it, I can't really think of much. But like, is there any like games against the Celtics that you remember watching, or is there any moments of the Thunder facing the Celtics? We beat you last time, right? Apart from that, <laughs> <laughs> apart from that, NBA Sunday is Chris Paul was on yeah. fire in that game. <laughs> yeah, well, that was that was a close uh, game as well, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a close game. One point, yeah, yeah. yeah. You had the ball, and I think Schroeder or Chris Paul down the strip. Yeah, yeah. good Sunday. Though. That was a good Sunday. 
So, um, like we said at the start, mate, we've got like a, a little segment thing we want to do, like a little game. Um, I was thinking earlier, what can I do? What can I put you for your test on? So I've come up with something kind of kind of cool. Um, I've got something for Nate as well, but um, I'm going to flip it to you as you're the guest first. So I've got like a, a start, bench and trade situation. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'll give you three players, start one, bench one, trade one, um, just a little bit why and, and stuff like that. So you're three players. Um, me and Nathan talking earlier, like I said, what should I do? Should I do current players at all time? And I looked at current players and I thought, wow. Well, I looked at the all time and it was like, that was the curveball. So your three players are Russell Westbrook, James Harden and Kevin Durant. Going back a little bit to the decision that split the band up. What would you do? Um, I start Kevin Durant, tra- um, trade James Harden, bench Russ. I don't think yeah. Russ would like it, but yeah, Kevin Durant would, starts in the order. Who would you yeah, trade? Yeah. Who would you trade? Um, who would you trade Harden for? I mean, you get in, in this scenario, we're going to say that. I think, we, I think that's fair, yeah. isn't it, Tom? I think we can say that, right? Yeah. So in that scenario, yeah. who would yeah. you who would you trade? Anyone in the league? For? Anyone in the league? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> it's a difficult one because there's, there's really so much talent. Like LeBron, Giannis, you got to be like a little bit realistic, is it? That's why it's so hard. So, yeah. yeah. Um. So I've got KD, right? Yeah. You've got KD. You've got yeah. You've got I'd just take. I'd, I'd take a nice point guard. If Westbrook's on the bench, I'd, I'd probably take Chris Paul or someone like that. You, you keep him. Uh, uh, yeah, obviously, if he wasn't in my team, I'd take Chris yeah, Paul. Yeah. If I could take somebody else, Trey Young, probably. Yeah. Obviously, college Oklahoma can come to us. Yeah, exactly. He'd like that, not far from home. I like that. That's a good situation. I said to Nate that, that I'd, I'd probably, I've got to be honest, I would probably do the same, but maybe keep hold of Harden and get rid of Westbrook because you've got, you've got a, a, a I don't know, it's hard. It's hard to say, but I probably keep, yeah. I probably keep hardening in the sense of you know if KD's down, you've still got that, you've still got that explosiveness to get to the rim to pull up at any time you shoot. Where I think Westbrook's quite reliant on getting to the rim. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But like you said, you can go to... wild with who you want to trade him for because, like you said, yeah. I could go, oh, I want John or LeBron yeah. or what have you. But, but um, to be realistic, I just like a nice point guard, and then as Trey Young's young. KD will take the ball and do what he wants, give it to him sometimes, yeah. things like that, yeah. Yeah, I respect that 100%. I'd probably, you know, I'd, I'd probably agree with you, to be fair. Um, so, obviously, it's a, it's a Celtic podcast. I can't shy away from that one. Nate, I'm going to throw it to you. This is probably, I know exactly it's going to be the hardest decision that you're going to have to make. The start bench trade, um, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart. Oh, that is a tough, that is a toughie. Okay, well, that, I mean, if we're I going... Be, I was brutal to Matt, so I had to be brutal to you too. Right? That's fair, that's fair. I think um, I would go, I'd start, I'd start Jason, just because, I mean, he's going to be, he's going to be an MVP in the next three, four years. I, I can swear on that. Um, yeah. Uh, I would, I would bench Jalen, I'd bench Jalen and I'd trade Marcus. But what I would do, I'd be very Here's sneaky. With, I'd, be sne- I'd be sneaky with the trade, right? I would trade him. I would trade him to one team in a three in a three team trade. I'd trade him to one team. They would have to trade him to another. 
Um, and then uh, you know, we would give something else to the third team. We would then get Marcus back and we would keep the three all together. That's what we would do. <laughs> but no, if I, had to, <laughs> if I had to, if I had to, if I had to, though, obviously, I mean, it'd be a tough decision. But uh, yeah, if Marcus, um, you know, if I had to, I would trade Marcus, unfortunately, just because I think JB and, um, and, and no loyalty. I, I mean, no I can't. I just, I, I need. We need this banner eighteen. We need this banner eighteen. So I would take in his place, in Marcus's place. Um, who would I go for? That is a that is a great question. Um, yeah, I think it's the same with what Matt said. Though it depends what you've got around it already. Yeah, well, the one thing that we don't have is the Celtics at the moment is like a dominant center. So mm. I would probably, you know, I would probably take um, AD. I'd probably take Anthony Davis. Um, in Do you that think scenario. he will stay at the Lakers this year? No, 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 no. He's, I reckon unless if they win the chip, he'll probably stay. If they don't, then I think he'll he'll leave. I do. People are saying he's going to go back to Chicago. Like, I don't think he's going to go to Chicago. Yeah. He's a Chicago-born and bred guy, isn't he? It would be a bad move, unless, unless but unless Chicago have got something in their in their locker, which they know they're going to get, which you know, I mean, AD yeah. is kind of enticed to being close to home. Kind of, you know, they might they might be adding a couple more weapons around him. You never know. Yeah. But I mean, I think. I think if he's Joey Tony, I think if he if he actually went to Chicago, that would be worse than him leaving the Pelicans. For me, personally, I think to be honest, I mean him being in LA anyway is a bit of a cop out. I think I think it's the same with it's the same with Durant going to this, to Golden State. I think it was I think it's just a cop out. You know what I mean? Going to a team which is is stacked. That is but obviously we're not salty. We're not. We're not salty because you didn't come to the salary side of things. Yeah, but to be fair, I mean, obviously, 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 I'd love. To, I would have loved to have had him. But let's be real. I mean, it was he, he was only going to be a door. We were. We were going to be a doorstop. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, he would have been one year and done. He would have been one year and done with the Celtics. So I mean, it's pointless because we would have had to trade away. I guarantee we would have had to trade away Jason. Jason would have wouldn't have been there. We would have had to get rid of Gordon because of his contract. Mm-hmm. I mean. We would have had to get rid of so many assets, so many picks, just to get like part time. OKC did they? They went all or nothing with Chris uh, Paul George for the year. Sorry. Yeah. And then yeah. ended up re-signing him, and they've got bundles of picks now. Yeah. yeah. So you're, 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 in a, you're in a good position. You're in a good position where you know um, a couple of years ago, Boston, we were in a good position with our picks and stuff. Obviously, we finessed Danny Ainge, the god himself. Yeah. Finessed the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, he does it all the time. I love Danny Ainge, but I mean, like we're we're, I, I like like Tom said earlier. I mean, I, I love this Celtics team at the moment, even though we're not. I wouldn't class us as full championship contenders. I mean, in the East, I reckon we could. I mean, if we can get past Milwaukee, I honestly believe we could get to the, to you know, to to, to the finals. But it's in the shot you getting swept four 0 by the 76 76ers. <laughs> That. <laughs> that's not that's it's not it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. I can I can promise you Philadelphia I Philadelphia, Philadelphia in the playoffs. Philadelphia in the playoffs are absolute bottle jobs. They they really are. So I mean yeah, obviously they've got the they've got the handle on us this season. They've they've was it three one, two one? I can't remember. But they're they're, they're three. I think they've won they won three, yeah, it's three, yeah, it's three, three one, one, I think, yeah. So we're so obviously we're behind in that, but like we said earlier, like, Playoff basketball is completely different. Yeah. Completely different. And we've been game. there. And we've been there and done it. Like I messaged you like with the 
with the Sixers being there and done it, with the Bucks, we've been there and done it, with, with, with the Raptors, we've been there and done it. And we did it with a whole different sort of team where, like with this team, I, I don't know about you, but I honestly don't actually know what to expect, which is like what we were saying earlier, do I think it would carry on? I'm not sure, but I hope it does because that's what I want to see. But I think, I think the reason for that is because, because of last season, it was so, like, that was going to be our year. Like, everyone, even, like, Laker fans and, like, everyone thought, you know what, the Celtics are stacked to hell this year. They, they could actually win it all. But obviously that didn't pan out. So anything now is kind of, to me, anything now is a plus. I mean, we're doing, yeah. we're doing, better, we're doing better now than we did last season. It goes to show when you've got a guy like Kemba in your team, who, you know, he just facilitates a lot of stuff. Um, mm. Jalen, um, up in his performances, Jason's just absolutely killing it. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. it, goes to, it goes to show that that changing room, that locker room last, last season was just too toxic. Like, it was, it was not good. It was yeah, not good at all. It is just wide open this year. Kawhi is just, like, set the, set the league, like, wide, wide open. Yeah, 100%. Because obviously everyone thought it was going to go Lakers, goes Clippers, takes Paul George. Yeah, I'd, I'd 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 still fancy the Clippers to beat Lakers in seven. So do well, I. So do I. Not, not, not because I hate the Lakers, right? I, I do hate the Lakers, but <laughs> I mean, it's it's. I honestly believe in a seven game series, um, you know, the the Clips would take them. I honestly believe that. I mean, I'm not being funny. Even if even if Boston, say if we had the chance to play them in a seven game series, like um, in the final, it had to be in the finals, obviously. But yeah. I think I think we'd beat them. If you look at the couple of games that we played against them. Obviously, one of the games, the refereeing was absolutely diabolical. Like, you've seen the clip of Jalen Browns um, where they said he was out, back, out of bounds. He was miles no, in. He was miles in. And he, it was ridiculous. Yeah. It was crazy. But, like, I, yeah. I do think, I, I do think um, that, you know, it's Kawhi has changed the face of, like, moving on. Everyone's moving over to the West. So the East is completely. I, still like, Tor- I still like Toronto and the East, I think. No offense you, you, to you guys. Yeah, no, I, I agree, mate. Honestly, I agree. Lowry, like Van Vliet's Van great on the big stage. Norman Powell, they've got a good team. Man. Look at Siakam. Siakam, like, Siakam. he, he, he was the most improved last year. And, like, you could say he's improved even more so again now. And I think it's more apparent now than ever because Kawhi has gone. Because hmm. seeing, like, last year we saw how great he was, but we're seeing it more so now because... You haven't got that quite to look at. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, well, I mean, it, we kind of, we kind of got, we've got one more, we've got one more little game for you, Matt, before we, uh, we, we, we stop the pod. So, I mean, so what we've done is we tried to think of something which we can kind of open up to all of our guests that come on. Um, so what we're doing is that you've got a fantasy draft. Okay. So you've got, you, you are the GM of the Thunder, you get basically a fantasy draft. So you get pick of anyone, anyone in the league. Who, uh, like, which one player are you going to choose to build your franchise around? I kind of got an idea who you're going to pick. <laughs> <laughs> but I shall tell you what, we'll open up a little bit more. We'll say you've got five. You can pick your, to- you can pick your starting five in your fantasy draft. Who, yeah. Who's going to be starting and why? Um, great question. Uh, so much choice, man. I'm taking Chris Paul as my starting point guard. Okay. I think what he's done this year, like, 
it's huge for Shea going forward, Dennis Schroeder going forward, even if we trade him at the end, which a lot of people want because his money's through the roof. Yeah. I just think like he's the glue for everybody in that. Would you not take Steph? Yeah. Say that again? Steph, uh, would you not take Steph Curry? Fit Steph Curry? I like Steph, peak. but... Ah, uh, peak Steph Curry, <laughs> There we go. We've got you thinking now. We've got you thinking. It's too hard to pick. Now. <laughs> no, no, I'm sticking with my guy, CP3. And what okay, I like about okay. that. What I like about that. Um, just, just, another, just another thing. Can't not take Bron, obviously. Yeah. You can take LeBron. You can take LeBron. Got to fit yeah. LeBron in. We've got to fit KD in. Okay. There's your three. So you've got, yeah, you've got your power. You've got KD. You've got your point guard. Where, we, where, where are you going next? Uh, I need got a centre. You need a centre, yeah. I'm going with Jokic. Yeah, the facilitator. Yeah, I like his game. Like, it could obviously do with losing a bit of timber on that. Uh, he's not the most athletic guy, but he can facilitate, score. Stretch the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I think what we'll do as well, I mean, like with your starting five, we're going to get all of the guests starting fives and we're going to do a 2K sim. Um, so, I really? mean, you got, yeah, you got to pick these wisely. I mean, you've got to pick these wisely. <laughs> so, we're going to do a 2K sim tournament at the end of the season, at the end of this uh, season of the podcast. And we're, we're, we're obviously, we're streaming the games so you can watch them. But, I mean, you've got to pick wisely. So, <laughs> so what have I got so far? So, you've got, got Chris Paul. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, happy with that. Um, Bron. Then you've got Bron. KD. Kevin Durant. Um, Joe Kitts. So you need a shooting guard. Um, Clay Thompson. Okay, okay. That's Yo, my guy. The ultimate, ultimate three-point scorer. Oh, he's ridiculous. I've missed yeah. him this year. Yeah, I think the whole league has to be fair, and especially the Warriors. Who, what five are you used to pick him? Well, so at the end of the at the end of the season of the podcast, we're going to reveal ours. So <laughs> you could probably guarantee. You could probably right, okay. We'll, we'll give you a little clue. They're probably going to be heavily Celtics based. So you can expect I expect nothing less. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> expect nothing less. But I mean, obviously, loads of people are going to pick uh, like your LeBrons and stuff like that. So, but yeah, right, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a spoil. I'll give you a spoil. I won't. Pick, I won't be picking LeBron. You'll have Giannis above LeBron. He'll be in there, possibly. <laughs> well, going going by the two, by, going by the two K fantasy draft, Tom. You need to you need to yeah. sort something out because you've got no oh, mate. around. Mate, you know what? Shout out to my guys. Actually, we just we just talking uh, today, like sh- um, booting season two of the two K fantasy league. Um, obviously, I won't be doing it this year. Too much hassle for me. Knocked out first round. My reputation is in tatters so I've just gone like I've done what every great person does when they have like an, a mediocre career they just flip straight over into the media so I'm going to be hosting it this year so you know that's going to be kind of fun um, but yeah look, you know going on 2k guarantee you right now Jason Tatum I picked him in the first round I got flat for it and he was top 10 I think I picked him at 8 I would do that again 100% Tatum is in my Starting five, no matter where I am or what situation I'm in, that kid is just something else. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, Jason will be. You did take him quite high, to be fair. And I think everyone was there, like, what, what's happening here? Like, you had so many players on the board, but yeah, I mean, Jay, Jay, uh, Jason's going to be in my starting five anyway as well. But 
Yeah. Man, Matt, I really, well, we, honestly, I mean, it's been great having you on. Yeah. Um, uh, Any time at all, man. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's been good to like just chat basketball, chat a bit about yourself, you know, how you got into the game. That's what it's all about. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. You know, me and Tom wanted to do this season all based on how you got into basketball, just because, you know, there's so many people out there which you wouldn't necessarily put to, uh, you know, they like basketball. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy that how, how far the, the game is spread over here and how many people are watching it now. Um, and even some of the teams that are getting followings that, you know, yeah. you know I'm sure there's a, a band of Atlanta Hawks fans out there somewhere in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's, 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 it's amazing. And obviously, we really appreciate, really appreciate you coming on. Yeah. No, anytime, man. I really enjoyed it. And obviously, good luck with the show going forward. And I'll come back anytime. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, and like, of course, um, best of luck to you, you and the team and stuff. Like, we we all as a as a as a, as a collective get through this tough time, and and you and your family and stuff stay safe, and you and the guys are safe. And if football returns, I wish you all the best with your promotion bid and stuff. And uh, yeah, I look forward to chatting to you again. I appreciate it. One hundred percent. Well, again, so, Matt, no doubt yeah. I'll see you at a Cardiff game at some point. Um, yeah, sure. When, when the season comes, when the season comes back up, I'll, I'll drop you a message. We can have a little, yeah, sure. have a little beer. Probably talk some basketball as well. But obviously, yeah, yeah we'll go watch a game. But yeah, appreciate it, Matt. Right. Really, really appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, guys. Thanks appreciate very much. Cheers. Cheers, Matt. Appreciate it. Thank you, buddy. So that's the end of this week's that UK Celtics podcast. We're back next week with another episode. And be sure to like, subscribe, review, and share the pod. But until next time, people, peace.